Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Glory to God. Can you believe it? This is week seven of prayer. Seven weeks. I don't know about you, but I've had a great time with these messages. God's just really blessed me with the different things that he's shown me. And we've gotten great instruction um, in the word of God as to how our lives, our prayer lives can soar. Amen? And they should be soaring because we serve an awesome God. Our Heavenly Father is incredible. There's no better company to keep than the company of the Most High God. Amen? And that's what prayer is. Well, tonight, we're going to be finishing up and looking at an essential element of prayer. If this element is not present when we pray, we will not get the results that God desires that we get. We're going to read first in the book of Ephesians. We're going to read Ephesians 5.18 which says, and this is in the NCV version, I I really like this. Do not be drunk with wine, which will ruin you, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks, or always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians tells us that we are to always, not sometimes, be giving thanks to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not when we get the answer to what we've prayed for, we're supposed to thank the Lord, but we are to always give thanks to God the Father. This is what the word of this is the will of God. This is what the word of God teaches us to do. And I want to note here that this portion of scripture said in our hearts to the Lord, true thanks, always authentic thanks, heartfelt thanks always comes from our heart. Have you ever I know kids are good this way, like when they're forced to say they're sorry about something and you know they are not sincere, you know, and you say, you need to say you're sorry, and they stand there and they go, sorry. (laughs) That's not sincere, but so many times we can be like that with God. We put on our thanks and it's a disingenuous or it's a fake or an insincere thank you or thanks from our heart. So true thanks, true thanksgiving, True praise always comes from our heart. Hebrews 13, 15 in the NLV says, let us give thanks all the time to God through Jesus Christ. Our gift to him is to give thanks. Our lips should always give thanks to his name. I love this version. We are to give thanks all the time to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That includes giving thanks when we pray, not when we finish praying, but when we pray. And we're gonna see tonight that thanksgiving is an essential element to answered prayer. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 6 reads that we're to be anxious for nothing, 
but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication, which is a type of, it's actually the way in which you will pray because it speaks more of a heart posture of an earnest supplication. It's an earnest entreaty. And, it's a, and here it's listed as by prayer and supplication. But it says, with thanksgiving, let your requests. So with prayer and thanksgiving, we're supposed to pray to God. Amen? Not tack thanksgiving on the back of our prayer like uh, in Jesus' name, amen, where we just tack that on and we figure, well, this is how we're going to finish praying, so we're just going to tack on the Lord's name and say amen. And thank you, God. Prayer is actually Andrew Womack. I read something tonight and I thought, why didn't I see this devotional before I put these notes together? This is really good. Thanksgiving is the caboose. It's not the caboose. It's the engine. Thanksgiving is actually what will drive or deliver or get the answer that we need from God, amen? If you're taking notes, write that down because that just came from the Holy Spirit, that part. The instruction in Philippians 4, 6 tells us that thanksgiving is an essential element of prayer. In other words, our prayers are to include giving thanks to God for his goodness to us here and now. Every single time we pray, church, our prayers need to include thanksgiving to God for what he is doing for us here and now. When someone gives us something, the courteous thing to do is to say thank you, right? Do you ever, does that bug you? Is that a pet peeve of yours when like, oh, I, this gets me some days when I'm really not walking in the spirit like I should and I'm going somewhere and I stop what I'm doing because I know somebody's coming behind me and I hold the door for them. I'm being transparent. I hold the door for them and they just walk through like this, and it's like they don't even put the, their hand out to hold the door for themselves. They know I'm there to hold the door for them, and I don't even get thank you, and I don't do it for a thank you. I'm doing it because it's a courteous thing to do. I know someone's coming, and I don't want to be rude and walk out, let go of the door, and have it shut so that they, then they have to turn around and open it up. But some days, it's just, I'll look and I'll see the person just walk right by and I just stand there and think, oh Lord, help me Lord. But we say thank you when someone's, you don't say thank you to somebody when they don't do anything for you, right? That would be weird. Somebody, you walk by them and you know, on the street and you just look and say, thank you, for what? They didn't do anything for you. So we say thank you because, and we, we give thanksgiving and we give praise to God for everything he's done for us. Amen? And I want to give you this analogy. I'm so excited. I was so excited when the Holy Spirit showed this to me this week about the, the function of this essential element in our prayer life and in our lives. And what the Lord gave me was one of those, um, like the bank that I bank at has um, a drive-up window, but there's no little building. Like sometimes drive-up windows are attached to the building, the, the bank itself, and you can see the tellers sitting inside, and they're in the bank itself. Sometimes there's like a little uh, freestanding like building that is not connected to the bank itself, but you drive up in your lanes. I always... I usually pick the wrong lane, I'm always waiting. But you drive up to the window and you can still see the tellers inside. Well, the bank that I go to 
just redid the, their whole format, and they have what appears to be like ATMs, but they're stations that have like a little lucite uh, door that comes down, and that little, I'll call it a tube thingy, that, that is right in there, and you pull up, you go, we go to the bank, and we go for different reasons, but tonight this example is gonna be, I'm gonna give it to you based on our going to the bank because we need to have, we need to have money. We need to get money, we need to receive money. So we go to the drive-through, and the little tube thingy is there. We grab it, we have our request, which could be a check, it could be a withdrawal slip, but we have our request. We take our request, we place it in the tube thingy, and we put it back on the carrier, shut the little door, and whoosh, like a suction comes up, and that thing is that thing is gone. You don't know where that went. You know it. It should have gone into the bank. You hope it went into the bank, but you can't see it with your natural senses. But you trust, you believe that it went inside to the bank. Amen? And then once it gets through the tube system or the, the carrier system, and it gets inside to the bank. The bank then, now this is assuming everybody has money in their checking accounts or their bank accounts, and that you'll be able to withdraw something, but go with me on this ex with this example. So they will now process your request, and then they will take, the, they will give you an answer to, in response to your request, they will give you what you've asked for they will put it back into the little carrier thingy and put it on their end and it'll drop right in. When we go to God, we go to him because we believe that he is. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, the word says in Hebrews 11:6. And those that go to him must believe that he is. When you go to the bank, you believe that you're gonna get your money, right? Before you ever get it, you believe you're gonna get your money or you wouldn't have wasted your time going to the bank. Well, when that tube goes up, when we put our request in and we put that tube up, there is a force that takes that request through that tube system and brings it into the bank. That's our faith. We, Ephesians 2, 8 tells us that we're saved by grace, through faith, through faith. Picture a tube system or traveling system, like a subway. The grace of God is in that bank, amen? Our request goes into the tube thingy. It meets, the, our, our faith is that that's gonna go to where it belongs to have the, our request answered. Our faith meets with the grace of God. <laughs> Takes faith to get and receive the grace of God, but then it also, takes faith to receive the answer from God, as it says in 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, that we have confidence that when we pray according to the will of God, he hears us, and if he hears us, what we have asked, we have of him. Amen? So we know, by faith, we believe that when we put our request in that holder, it's gonna go into the bank and it's gonna be answered. Amen? We have faith that it's gonna go in, and we have faith that it's gonna come out. It takes faith, 
going both ways, both to God and coming from God to us. So in other words, the proof of our faith in God and his word is demonstrated when we thank him for what we're asking him before the tube with our transaction actually gets to us. Amen? That is thanksgiving. So, Pastor Beth, are you telling us that we're supposed to thank God when we pray for something, even before we receive it? That is exactly what I'm saying. But more importantly, it's not only what I'm saying, but that's what the Bible tells us to do. The Apostle Paul always gave thanks when he prayed, always. Go and check it out for yourself and read in the epistles. He always gave thanks when he prayed. As a matter of fact, he'd open his, the letters or the epistles, the small letters in the back of the Bible, he would start his letters giving thanks to God for people, giving thanks to God, giving grace, giving mercy, giving thanks to God on behalf of different individuals. And he taught believers in the churches that he wrote these letters to to do the exact same thing. He told the Thessalonians to give thanks in everything. 1 Thessalonians verse 5, or chapter 5, verse 18, it says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You want to know what the will of God is? In everything give thanks. There it is. It's simple. He also instructed the Ephesians, Ephesians to give thanks always. Ephesians 5.20 giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He urged the Philippians in Philippians 4, 6 to make every prayer and supplication, we've already read this, with thanksgiving. And finally, he wrote to the Colossians and said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen? Now, another word that we could use interchangeably with thanks or thanksgiving is praise. Because praise is thanking God for his goodness. It's thanking God here and now. And praise is the language of faith. Praise, praise is faith expressed. Faith isn't fully expressed without praise. And when I say praise, I'm saying thanksgiving or giving God thanks. So our faith is not fully expressed unless we're giving God thanks. And faith, when it's expressed or released, when that tube with the request at the bank is released, whew, off it goes, and it releases the power of God. Amen? Let's look at an example of the power of God being released through thanksgiving and through praise. We're going to read through praise. We're going to read in the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, and we're going to start in verse 25. A lot of you are already familiar with this account, again, of the Apostle Paul and of the person that was traveling with him, a man named Silas. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs of thanks to God. The other men in prison were listening to them. Now the King Version reads that Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. So the word giving thanks, thanksgiving, and praise can be used interchangeably. Now what happened here, the, the, these men were in prison, and 
they had been beaten and thrown in jail for preaching the gospel. Simple explanation. As they sat in the deepest, darkest, dirtiest part of this prison, they were bruised and they were bleeding from being beaten. What did they do? They held a prayer meeting. Can you imagine that? In the dankest, darkest, most disgusting part of this prison, shackled, bleeding, bruised, at the midnight hour, there they are, praying and thanking God, praying and singing praises to God. They sang songs of thanks to him. And what happened next, what is recorded in verse 26, is the direct result of their prayers and thanksgiving or singing songs of praise. Acts 16, 26. All at once, the earth started to shake. The stones under the prison shook and the doors opened. The chains fell off from everyone from singing songs of praise, from praying and thanking God. This is the result. What happened? The jailer comes running in. He's flying in. Could you imagine being responsible for the prisoners and this earthquake is happening on your watch? He came flying in. He fell down in front of them. And before the night was over, the entire jailer's family was born again. Talk about the, the release, a release of the power of God. Oh my gosh. Praise and thanksgiving releases the, pray, the power of God. Praise and thanksgiving releases the power of God. Praise will affect you. Praise will affect God. And praise affects the devil. Amen? The, dev, they, the enemy couldn't hold them. The shackles couldn't hold them. The bars couldn't hold them. There was a greater power at work that was released by thanksgiving, by prayer and thanksgiving. Amen? Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.